When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sex work is work. But the thing is that sex work can be dangerous. And it isn't just the physical intimacy. How close someone can get to you, how someone can suddenly turn violent. It's also emotional intimacy. When people open up and tell you things that you maybe shouldn't know. Another thing is that there are jobs that kind of hold the line between being a bit more risque and just full on sex. So for example, KTV hostesses and depending on your agency, escorts, and if you believe the internet, which I don't recommend, being a sugar baby. So now in the 90s and early 2000s, the most famous notorious nightclub in Beijing was called the Passion Nightclub. And in Chinese, it was called Tian Shang, Renjian, or Heaven on Earth. And this club it catered to only the most elite. So it was the most exclusive men's club in Beijing for many, many years. And its clientele was politicians, rich businessmen, and you needed some real money to party there. Every night, there would be a line of black sedans, Mercedes, Rolls, BMWs, all driven, all waiting outside the nightclub. And a private room cost 5,000 yuan. That's about a thousand Singapore dollars. And most people that went to the party on a regular night, alright, not like a special birthday night or whatever, they would spend 20 to 30,000 a night. And that's anywhere between four to six thousand dollars. So that's a really high end club. And okay, you're like, so why do these guys go there, right? The Passion Nightclub was known for its 66 pink ladies. So these were waitresses, hostesses, and they were known for having faces like angels and bodies like devils. These weren't just beautiful girls though, these were educated girls. They went to college, some of them worked as office workers. And we know that it's likely at some point there were some really high-ranking officials in the club. Because somewhere in the 1990s, the police was called in during a conflict in the club involving the borough chief of the Ministry of Public Security. So now here's the thing, you'd assume that somewhere so private, so exclusive, somewhere like that would be able to protect not just the discretion of its clients, but also its girls, right? So now what happens when one of the Passion Club's pink ladies is killed? And not just any, the number one, the queen bee of the Passion Nightclub. What happens when she's brutally strangled in her own home? Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. This week, we're looking at the Passion Nightclub murder, the unsolved mystery behind the death of the number one courtesan in Beijing, the death of Liang Hailing. 
Now, before we get into Liang Hailing's background, in full transparency, initially I wasn't able to find anything about her background. So I went to the second page of Google. And then I found a source where most of the later information, it does match up with other news articles, but it also had some additional background. It tells us how she got involved with the Passion Nightclub. But again, it isn't really verified. So with everything else you read on the internet, I would advise a grain of salt. But here is how it goes. Now, from the start, Liang Hailing was a pretty girl. She was 172cm tall and 45kg. And for our American listeners, that's like 5'6 and just, just under 100 pounds. She had light skin, which was very popular in Asia, still is. And she had a very soft, very charming voice. Now, how does someone get involved with an establishment like the Passion Nightclub? It all starts in 1996. Hailing leaves her hometown of Hapei and moves to Beijing for work and opportunities. And at that time, she was 17 years old. So initially, she applied for the college graduation exam for civil servants. But she failed. But it wasn't the worst thing in the world. You know, it happens. Regardless, she soldiered on and ended up as an accountant for a state-owned company. At that point of time, she was earning about 3,500 yuan a month, that's about $750. And it's not really a lot of money, but it's a decent living, and you know, a job is a job. Now, what's interesting is that her boss used to entertain clients in, you guessed it, the Passion Nightclub. And because she's an accountant for deals, right, she has to go with her boss, and because of that, she became a familiar face in the nightclub. At this point of time, she also gets a realistic idea, like a realistic idea of not just what's expected in the club, what's expected of the girls, but also how much money she could actually earn. And so, for comparison, for comparison to today, this is like being a stripper in Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta. You know, it's it's kind of like sexual towing the line work, but there's prestige to it. The girls in there, it's reported that they earn at least the baseline, $100,000 a year. And it's reported on some nights, the workers there, they can earn up to $8,000 in tips. Alright, so that's crazy money, right? When exactly Hailing starts working for the Passion Nightclub, that also changes by source. Some sources say that she started working there immediately when she came to Beijing in 1996, but the source that we're referring to for her background said that it happened during the SARS outbreak, which started in 2002. During that time, she lost her job as an accountant. But at that point, she kind of already knew everybody at the Passion Nightclub. And so she asked, can I be a pink lady at the club? And since everybody there already knew her, they already knew what she was like, what her personality was like, they were like, hell yeah, and she's hired. Are your weekly A Briefcase episodes too short? Are you looking for something else to listen to? Do you want to be scared? Feel like you're right there in the middle of the case? So there's this new podcast I've been listening to, Heinous. It's a revived look at the most heinous crimes across Asia. It goes into the details, and the way it's produced, it's creepily immersive. If you can't get enough of Asian true crime, their first episode covers the case of Sunny Ang, a perfect crime where nobody was ever found. Follow Heinous by clicking the link in the description. During the first couple of months, Hailing had a tough time. She wasn't really making a lot of money and they also had 
clothing fees because the girls had to dress a certain way to work at the club. The clothing fee was two thousand yuan, about four hundred and twenty Singapore dollars. But it only took a couple of months. Now we already know she's very pretty, but what really won people over was her personality. She had a good voice. She could talk about anything. She was very well-rounded, and she never, ever talked back to guests. So if she wasn't happy or if she was upset with the guests, instead of like saying out loud or just moving on, she would be very diplomatic. She would still smile and she would still attend to them as if nothing was wrong. Now at her peak, at her peak, just to hang out with her, just to chat, it was five thousand yuan an hour. That's about a thousand dollars just to talk. Now it's rumored that there was a Taiwanese businessman who was so into her. He spent four million yuan on her. And that's about eighty-five thousand dollars. One other thing that was never confirmed but is reported in a bunch of different sources is that allegedly she had two men in her house, and it was rumored that she paid them twenty thousand yuan a month, about four thousand dollars, and they were her kept men. They were like her male sugar babies. And we don't know how long she lived with them, but allegedly it was rumored that they were living at her place when she died. On November thirteenth, two thousand and five, Liang Hailing was found dead, beaten and strangled in her own home, and her case remains unsolved till today. Now, there's three popular theories as to what happened. The first is that she was a beautiful woman surrounded by powerful men, and one of her lovers finally had enough. He was jealous that she was still entertaining other men. He was jealous that she allegedly had her two male sugar babies, and in a rage, he killed her. This brings us to our second theory. All right, the second theory is that her sugar babies—they killed her for her money. But I personally don't think. My opinion is that this isn't true because when the police searched her home, she had ten million yuan in cash money in the house. Okay, that's like two point one million dollars, which is a little strange because who has two point one million dollars in their house? And even the police were like, probably not, and that the two alleged rumored sugar babies was just a distraction to prevent them from investigating properly, like a red herring. The third theory is also centered around the clients that she had. They were all rich, powerful men, and a lot of them, we know a lot of them, were high-ranking government officials. But we also know that a lot of these men were very into her, and they would brag, they would tell her things, they would try to show off with state secrets. So the third theory, the one that most people on the internet tend to believe, is that she was trying to leave the club. She made enough money; she wanted to leave Passion Night Club and the life of a pink lady hostess. But once she was out of the club, they wouldn't really be able to have any control over her. And so they killed her. So these are the three theories, but we'll never really know what happened to Liang Hailing, at one time Beijing's number one courtesan. Now, if you are a high roller, and if you're wondering whether you can go open a table, go party at the Passion Nightclub in Beijing, you can. But it isn't the most popular or pizzazzy place to be at. It was shut down in 
and 118 women were arrested for prostitution. Oh no, what a surprise! <laughs> but it reopened and it just never went back to its glory days of like the 90s and early 2000s. Also, if you have a lot of money, please sponsor my podcast. We are running out of cash. As always, if you found today's case interesting, share it with your friends and follow us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast. Drop me a DM. And you can always find us online at abriefcasepodcast.com and do join us next week for another briefcase. Dip into your raising pains whenever the craving strikes for something hot and fresh and oh so delicious. Dip in for perfectly salted, crispy, crinkle-cut fries. Dip in for garlicky, buttered Texas toast. And of course, dip in for tender, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers made just for you. At Raising Cane's, our secret cane sauce makes every dip a delight. Order on the app or online so you can dip out just as fast as you dipped in. Raising Cane's chicken fingers. One love. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.